Donald Trump, 10.06 p.m., April 20th, 2020. Tweets from the cherub sky castles of enlightenment salvation. He says, in light of the attack from the invisible enemy, uh, what do you think he means by invisible enemy here, my friends? What, what do you think is, is going on in his brain, the old invisible enemy thing? Could be quite a lot that could be interpreted from that particular statement. Obviously, he's kind of talking about um, SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, coronavirus, the Wu flu, the Chikon flu, the CCP virus, the strange invisible salvation of the West. It is wild. So he's talking about, of course, coronavirus in light of the attack from the invisible enemy, as well as the need to protect the jobs of our great American citizens. I will be signing an executive order to temporarily suspend immigration into these here United States. And that, can we just take a moment? It's wrong to be giddy, of course, uh, so soon after my father has died, but we must again take our joys in life where we can. And let's just take that for a moment, take it for a spin in our brain and just absorb what has just happened. What has just happened is truly one of the most astounding things that has ever occurred in the history of this world or any of the other worlds that my socialist friends <laughs> drag their theories to to make square circles round and socialism work. By God. By God above. It is actually uh, going on. So let me just break it out for you how truly bizarre this is and how absolutely unexpected all of this is. And, I, you know, I've been worried for a long time. It really has been the biggest shadow in my life, which otherwise is a, a, pretty, good, uh, a pretty good deal all around, other than being a donation-based life form in the middle of a horrifying situation economically, but of course, uh, that's hitting us all, and it's hitting us all hard, but it's worth it. See, here's the thing. Well, first of all, if Hillary was in, there'd be no cessation of immigration. And secondly, if China had not released its virus into the world, there would be no cessation of immigration. Now, I kind of had a theory for a while. And my theory went a little something like this. So Trump was going to sort of rope-a-dope his first term, and then second term, he was going to clamp down on immigration. Because, look, let's be clear. Immigration is not, mass immigration is not desired by people in the West. This is not a controversial opinion. This is not my opinion. This is study after study after study, data after data after data. Please stop this massive tsunami of immigration. It's swamping infrastructure. It's swamping educational systems. It's, it's swamping healthcare systems. It's, you know, with deep... Po uh, deep, um, uh, deep hands into the pockets of your average taxpayer in the West. It's not something we were asked. Uh, it, it is going to swell government, both in terms of just the amount of services that need to be provided, but also it swells government because just about everybody who moves to the West, particularly from the third world, votes socialist. Votes socialist. 
the leftists, the communists, the socialists, they cannot convince the American population of the virtues of socialism. So they're just replacing the population, displacing the population. Now, of course, this doesn't solve all the problems and it's not all, you know, sunshine and roses and I'm not out there like Cinderella with birds chirping and doing my housework. But nonetheless, you got to take your victories and your happiness where you can. There is virtually no benefit to mass immigration to anyone except the leftists. The leftists, of course, by focusing on non-white immigration, have this terrible, horrible, beautiful, hellish scheme wherein because they focused on importing people who were not white, anybody who criticizes immigration can be called a racist and their life can be destroyed. But it is not racist to judge groups by their aggregate. It's not. It's why we don't sit there and say, well, the NBA must be extraordinarily racist because they don't have more Chinese, Japanese, and Korean people playing sports ball. <laughs> it's not. It's, yeah, there are some wonderful Chinese basketball players. Tall, athletic, fast-firing muscles, all that good stuff. We don't do that because we understand that there are differences, right? So judging groups in aggregate, when there's a democracy, I'd love to never judge any group in aggregate at all, but it'd be wonderful. Because there's a democracy, guess what? Aggregations matter. Aggregate characteristics matter. And non-whites, and I'm talking, um, uh, of course, blacks, Hispanics, um, uh, East Asians, uh, Chinese, Japanese, and so on, Jewish people, and so on, overwhelmingly vote for the left. I wish it weren't true, but of course, if it wasn't true, then immigration wouldn't be such a driving force for the left and such an issue for those who want smaller and restrained government. So, yeah, Mao Ying, right? Mao Ying, fantastic, fantastic basketball player. So, China. China! closed the borders to the West. China has done the most absolutely bizarre, literally ungodly favor to the West by suspending the immigration that was undermining the historical liberties that we all treasure so much. And please, I'm talking to every race, every color, every creed, everyone out here who loves free speech, the ownership of guns, free trade, free markets, limited government, the rule of law, lack of corruption, all of those things, all my brothers and sisters in flesh of every race, color, creed, and the Rubik's Cube of genders that are currently being spun around the junior high school of retarded identities. You're all with me, my friends. You're all with me. China. Communism. Communism which has split open the borders to allow anti-market demographics to flow endlessly into the West. China has closed the borders of America. I, I hope that you understand just what a complete intergalactic dildo-headed mind frack this is. China. China.
has done it. What could not be achieved by data, by arguments, by passion, by politics, by books, by websites, by anything, what could not be achieved, which was the suspension of immigration, has been achieved by China. God works in truly mysterious ways, my friend. Can you... Can you imagine that the salvation to a communist program like mass immigration would come from a communist country in the form of a hell-sent virus? I tell you, you make this the plot of a movie and nobody would ever believe you. But this is the reality. This is the reality. Now, of course, this is going to make the left completely hysterical, right? So we will, uh, we will enjoy the, uh, the progress against the progressives tonight. Tomorrow, I'm telling you, all hell is going to break loose. The shit is going to hit the fan and the left is going to be completely hysterical because the left is addicted to power. We are addicted to freedom. They're addicted to power. And that is where the war is. We can't both get what we want. If they want power and we want freedom, we come to blows. Either they give up their lust for freedom or we give up, sorry, either they give up their lust for power or we give up our freedoms. But never the twain shall meet otherwise in a peaceful and bloodless manner. So the left is using the drip cocaine of mass immigration to secure their bony golem hands on the throat of power that we're still struggling to breathe through. And now, and now, the supply of their drug, the immigration that drives their gaining of power, which they are addicted to more than they are addicted to life itself. And we know addictions are that which threaten life itself. That's what an addiction is. Something which threatens your life itself. And they are addicted to power, though it threatens life itself. I mean, they're addicted to summoning the truly dark demons of human nature. And it is well known, whenever totalitarians gain power, all of the weasley, squid-fingered assholes who helped leverage them into power are the first ones up against the wall. Because if they, the, 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 the truly hell-sent people, like I'm talking about the Maos, the Stalins, the Hitlers, the, the truly hell-sent people, when they gained power, first thing they do is shoot everyone who got them there. Why? Because they say, well, you betrayed the last regime. So by God, I know you're going to betray me as well if you get a chance. It's like uh, you don't date the guy who's cheating on his girlfriend to be with you because if he cheated with you, he'll cheat on you. This kind of power is a death wish. It is summoning the demon that is going to take your soul, your life, your future, everything. It's a death wish. There's such, you know, there's a great singer. I think it was Marvin Gaye, right? Marvin Gaye. An amazing singer, like goosebumpingly good. You've got to listen to his Heard It Through the Grapevine without any instrumentation, man. Now, Marvin Gaye had a father who was a cross-dresser. I'm doing this off memory, but I think this is all accurate, right? Marvin Gaye had a father who was a cross-dresser. And his father said, if you, and he would beat his children savagely, and his father said, if you ever lay a hand on me in anger, I will kill you. 
Marvin Gaye got addicted to drugs and, you know, people kill themselves off drugs because being on drugs and being addicted to drugs is completely unbearable after a while. It is, it is absolutely, completely, and totally unbearable. And he was home and he had these druggies over and he was just strung out and he was out of money and his tours had all failed and he was just a wreck. He was a shell of his former self. And of course, all he lived for was to get the drug and to hang around with the kind of scuzzy people who would get you those drugs. And his father had told him, you ever lay a hand on me in anger, I will kill you, son. Marvin Gaye, after being addicted to drugs for years, having no career, no money, no future, no life. Like once you're strung out to that degree on drugs, I mean, there's no turning back, in my view. I mean, maybe there's some magical intervention, but I mean, your, your system, your, your whole dopamine system, your endorphins, it's so wrecked. It's like setting fire to a car for three days and then trying to drive it somewhere. So Marvin Gaye didn't want to live anymore. What did Marvin Gaye do? Marvin Gaye did the one thing that his father had always promised would get him killed. He went up and he hit his father. He's passed a cross-dressing, violent father. And what happened? His father shot him, killed him. So, the left is like that. They want power, but the power will destroy them. And, well, I mean, Freud called it, and Freud was mostly bullshite, but Freud called it Thanatos and Eros, right? Eros is the, 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 the life force, and Thanatos is the death wish. And the left have a death wish because they are trying to put people in power over them who will line them up against the wall and shoot them dead. Whoever betrays the existing system to put you in power will be killed by whoever gets that power. Betrayed that system, you'll betray this system. And then they're like, no, 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 no. Like uh, James Taggart. At the end of Atlas Shrugged, the death wish. The death wish. So, this withholding of the drug that the left so desperately is addicted to. You know, I would love to, wouldn't you, wouldn't you love to spend your day? Wouldn't you love to spend your day not worrying about assholes, grabbing onto your stuff, grabbing onto your freedoms? making more and more encroachment upon your liberties, interfering more in your free trade, trying to take your guns, trying to take your expression. Wouldn't you just love just a week, just to have a week without these people constantly trying to borrow mirror their way into the ring that should never exist. So, you know, tonight we celebrate... Tomorrow, the left is going to go insane. Just as if, you know, if you've got a drug addict who's got all of their drugs and they're, they're short of their supply and then they just get cleaned out. They come home and like, where's my stuff? 
they're going to go mental. Now, if it's also true, as the rumors are, that there could be indictments heading to the deep state this week, well, we'll see about that. That I have significant doubts about Boris. Uh, he gives wonderful windy speeches about the importance of the Bill of Rights, but he doesn't actually do much that might get him Seth Riched into eternity, which, again, I can understand, but if you don't want the job, if you don't want the heat of the job, then get out of the damn kitchen, right? I mean, I get attacked all the time for being a philosopher who tells the truth. That's the gig. That's the gig. So I don't have a lot of hope for this deep state indictment stuff. Eh, you know, possible, possible. But this suspension of immigration is beyond incredible. Because it's, it's, a, it's a movie called, oh God, it's with um, Anthony Hopkins. I can never remember the name of it. There's a bear chasing them. Anthony Hopkins and uh, the guy from Saturday Night Live who always does Trump. Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins. And they have to fight this bear. Like Mullah with an imaginary Russian, right? They have to fight this bear. And, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. And, and I think Hopkins says, what one man can do, another man can do. What one man can do, another man can do. Now, let me tell you what's happened here, my friend. Let me sort of leer into your monitor here. Let me tell you what's happened. It's like that. It can be suspended like that. The borders can be closed like that. All of this, it's impossible. It can't be. Like this has given the leverage to close the borders. And people have now seen that it can happen like that. It's not a big, complicated, messy process. It's not like, it's not like, well, you know, we want to reform the Constitution, so we're going to need two-thirds of... Right? It's just, boom, it's done, man. It's done. All this time. 1965 onwards, people back. Can we close the borders? Can we cut down on immigration? Can we stop immigration? Can we take a pause? Can we take a breathing room? Can we allow... Can we stop eating and give ourselves some damn time to digest? No, not possible. <laughs> boom! Not only possible, but achieved in the stroke of a pen. No going back from seeing that. There's no going back from seeing that. Now, here's the thing. So, Michelle Malkin has a great book about this, uh, about just how much money churches and other supposedly charitable institutions and all that are being paid by the government to facilitate all of this mass migration, migrants coming in and all of that and settling everyone. Now, when that money dries up, when that money stops, people are going to go have to find another way to screw people over for a living, to screw over an entire culture for a living. People are going to have to go and find themselves some real jobs. I know, there are those of you out here, yeah, well, stuff. why don't you get a real job? Yeah, you try sitting in my goddamn chair for a week or two. See how hot crust buns your buns get. It's pretty exciting, let me tell you. Although I do have the best listeners, and partly because I do have the best listeners in the known universe. So, here's the thing. Now it's been done. Now it's been seen. And now things begin to shift. Things begin to turn. Now, the immigration vampires have been fired. 
They're out of a job, baby. All that oiled, sluiced, chewing up the West, blood-soaked, lower intestine, doom, rip out a eyeball and stuff it down a throat, machinery has stopped. The prepackaged conveyor belt of leftist voting has stopped. I don't know what sound that was. <laughs> don't forget to like, please, and share, by the way, by the way. <sighs> but it's incredible. Things will begin to shift. It's going to be hard to start up again. Right? Because as long as the danger of coronavirus exists, it's going to be pretty hard to start up that mass immigration machinery. God, I hope this includes H-1B-1 visas and all that other kind of worker-displacing crap and garbage. I'm sure that it is. No, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, too, because the groups in the West also don't want to get sick. Like all the immigrants who came in, a lot of them working, a lot of them, of course, three quarters of the immigrants taking welfare for a long time, right? So for a long time, they just, let's bring in grandma, let's bring in grandpa, we'll get better health care. And listen, I fully understand all of that stuff. I it's like Harvard taking the $7 million that they're sitting on a multi-billion dollar endowment. Yeah, it's free money. It's like the guy's just won $100,000 on his lottery ticket and you stop him at the door and say, hey man, if you go and cash that in, it's actually going to raise your taxes. They're going to print more money. Get out of my way. Free stuff. We can't refuse free stuff. Women can't refuse flattery. Men can't refuse sex. And almost nobody can refuse free stuff. <laughs> to call it free first, right? So, without mass immigration, when the economy starts back up, wages are going to go up for the first time in 30 or 40 years. Because you see, mass immigration has been pushing this down like a mafia heel on the neck of a guy who can't pay his gambling debts. Mass immigration has been crushing American wages. So when it stops and the economy starts back up again, people are going to make some money. They're going to make some money and they're going to go, oh, my God, finally get a raise. Oh, my God, housing prices aren't going through the roof. Why? Because you're not jamming a million more people into your society every single year or more. You're going to get the wall built. People are going to wake up from a nightmare that they thought was reality. And then people are going to say, oh, you know, it's really, really important you go back into having that nightmare. People, no! They won't want to. They won't want to. And who can blame them? Right? <sighs> it's going to ease the pressure on the healthcare system. It's going to ease the pressure on the school system. It's going to ease the pressure on infrastructure. It's going to be less traffic. The housing prices are going to go down. And people are going to be able to breathe without the sense of impending doom. Like, why are so many people committing suicide? Why are so many people 
scared of the future? Why are so many people addicted to drugs, opiates, fentanyl? Because the one thing that we Western Northern Europeans are pretty good at is calculating whether we can survive the winter. We're really good at looking over the horizon and seeing the UFO beyond the Spielberg Mountain, right? We're really, really good at looking down the tunnel of time and seeing what's coming down the road. And we have a deep instinctive sense of what lasts and what doesn't and what is sustainable and what is not, which is why Northern Western Europeans generally are the ones who come in and set up national parks and make sure that everything's clean and the environment is clean. Right? We, we, we really are good at that because the people who weren't good at that ate all of their damn food by December and starved. So you've got to be good at figuring out the long-term consequences of what's going on. Now, like the Chinese, the Japanese, Koreans with their incredible mathematical ability, which partly comes out of the number system, but also partly comes out of the fact that if you're not good at math, you can't grow rice because it's really complicated. And it's like trigonometry to figure out how much water you need. So, you know, each ethnicity, each race, each culture has its particular abilities well honed over the 50 to 150,000 years that the races have in general been separated. And one thing that whites are pretty good at is figuring out what's sustainable and what's not, which is why the whites tend to be like, well, wait a minute, we've got this massive debt. We've got this massive debt, it's unsustainable. This immigration is unsustainable. The freedoms that we treasure are unsustainable in the face of mass immigration. And statistically, that's true, without a doubt. So it's going to heal people. It's going to give people a sense of a future. It's going to raise the birth rate. It's going to lower the price of real estate. It's going to raise wages. People are going to be like, oh my God, we could have had this all along. It was one presidential finger snap away. And who gifts higher wages, lower prices? Who gifts all of that to the free market? Who gifts all of that to one of the freest economies in the world and the home of free speech on the planet? Who gives that to America? Who gives all this to America? China! China! In a brewish health scent pentagram-laced Biolab from Hades, funded and built by France, funded and built to the tune of $3.7 million under Fauci, under Obama. See, Obama and his administration stopped all of this crazy coronavirus research, and they're like, oh, no problem, we'll just go to China and we'll take a $3.7 million, and Trudeau just gave a whole bunch of money to, <laughs> to this lab, and it's like, out of... Bats come survival. Coronavirus attacks the body and protects the body politic. Are you getting a sense of just how crazy it is? How insane it is? Do you understand why I'm pole vaulting on the news of today over my dad's recent grave and no disrespect to good old daddles I'll get back to some morning tomorrow but by god I'm not letting this moment go do you know how much I, I'm not going to make this about me just do you know how much I've shredded my reputation among just about every group in society to try and get things done that are going to 
actually have us survive as a culture? <laughs> oh my God. One day, one day, I will talk all about it. But not today, right now. <laughs> not today, right now. So, ha. Ah, that is uh, truly something else. All right. So good. Half an hour on the salvation of the West. Now, baby. What do we get to? Let's go elsewhere in the news today. <laughs> and uh, for heaven's sake, it uh, looks like the word racism is losing its power. Now, Kim Jong-un. Uh, the only thing I can think of is that he is in possession or was in possession of information that would have led to the arrest of Hillary Clinton because other than being between Michael Moore and a buffet, that's just about the most dangerous place to be in this universe, right? Yeah, we'll get to negative oil prices in a sec. We'll get to negative oil prices in a sec. But Kim Jong-un, let me just get the news here. This is um, just amazing. Kim Jong-un, not Kimberly Guilfoyle. I don't need short skirts and high tables. All right. U.S. officials not sure if Kim Jong-un is dead or alive. Wanted! Dead or alive! All right. Not sure if Kim Jong-un is dead or alive. Exploring line of succession, report says. And let's, uh... No, I'm not going to that website. Sorry. Eh. You said mean things about me. You don't get my click. <laughs> click you. All right. Um... What have we got here? Yeah, well, it's pretty crappy too, but not as crappy. All right, let's 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 throw this up. All right. Let's get live, baby, live. I got a song in my heart that is not a funeral dirge for at least just a little while. In a little while, surely you'll be by. All right, what have we got? No, that's not the one. Can we do this one? No, that's not the one. All right, hang on. I got me a copy of Paste issue. All right, we'll get there. We'll get there because we live. All right. Here we go. Do you see this? Kim Jong-un was in critical condition after surgery, U.S. official says. 8.28 p.m. I think it's changed from here. Yeah, that's right. I'm in incognito mode because I'm just broadcasting live. Close. All right. Oh, come on. You people with your terrible business models that will be a disaster in the long run. All right, hang tight, hang tight. So King Jong Noon is dying or dead or he's brain dead or something like that. And um, that is really, really something. Okay, what's this Palmer report? <laughs> Let's roll the dice. And see where we end. Okay, Bill Palmer. All right. Um, I'm sure he's going to have... Nah, you know what? Too risky. He could be some nut job for all I know. He probably isn't, but uh, let's see here. Yeah, so uh, Kim Jong-un has undergone some kind of unspecified surgery and is currently in grave danger of dying. Uh, to which I can only hope that there's a hell. Uh, that's, that's my only hope in that situation is that he ends up uh, going, to, going to hell. 
And I hope that he ends up in one of his torture camps for eternity. Or, you know what would be great? Uh, he gets reincarnated as either a Uyghur uh, in China, or he gets reincarnated as a, a uh, Falun Gong practitioner and gets his organs slowly ripped out in front of him for eternity. Like that, uh, like Prometheus. All right, hang on a sec. What else have we got? <laughs> North Koreans are <laughs> finally going to be uh, um, allowed on the internet, it could be, right? See, North Korea and South Korea, as I talked about in my most exquisite documentary, which you should really watch because it's very, very relevant now, more relevant now, even than when it came out. Um, Hong Kong Fight for Freedom. Can't find it because it's so good. Uh, but um, also watched Hoax Movie at hoaxmovie.com. But... Um, yeah, in it, uh, I talk about, so North Korea, South Korea is like this twins experiment, right? You take one population, another population, genetically identical, put one of them under communism, one of them under capitalism, and see what happens. <laughs> Funny story. The people under capitalism are 30 times richer and 3,000 times happier. All right. So, okay, I guess I can switch over a little here. So North Korea's, I'm sorry to uh, expose you to the HuffPo. Uh, just wear a mask. North Korea's Kim Jong-un, possibly in poor health after surgery, reports say. So this just uh, 2315. Yeah, yeah, I know military time. Boom! Uh, because I watched Spinal Tap. But uh, 2315, that's just uh, 20 minutes ago. 36-year-old is in grave danger after undergoing surgery. Underwent a cardiovascular procedure. And who would have guessed a guy that trim who basically looks like a large dumpling in a mouse suit with electrified Elvis hair. Bill Mitchell-style whirlpooling around his empty soul and head. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un is possibly in poor health following surgery, according to U.S. and South Korean media. South Korea's daily NK North Korea website reported Monday that Kim was receiving treatment after undergoing a cardi cardiovascular procedure earlier this month. They opened up his chest cavity and found, of course, that he had no heart, naturally, right? All right, citing a U.S. official with direct knowledge of Kim's situation, CNN reported that Kim was in grave danger after a surgery. Given that it's the, uh, it was formerly the Clinton News Network now, it's the Communist News Network, I'm sure that they reported that Grim was in grave, you know, Kim was in grave danger with, um, with great regret, with great, great sadness, great sadness. South Korean officials told the Associated Press they couldn't immediately confirm the reports of Kim's ill health and purported surgery, although AP said... Officials were looking into the claims. South Korea's Yonhap News Agency later said the government had denied reports of Kim's poor health. Well, of course, right? He missed the birthday celebration of his late grandfather and state founder, Kim Il-sung, on April 15th. That tax day. Anyway. So, uh, yeah. Uh, immigration has stopped. And Kim Jong-un could well be dead or brain dead or whatever right ah again you know so you, you know we can get into all these disaster situations where china's going to move in and there's going to be some other guy and some other asshole's going to take over okay yeah that that could all happen but at least this pudgy pillsbury dough hell stain on the planet has been erased by uh the gods of remaining virtue and uh that i gotta tell you not the worst thing in the world not the worst thing in the world. So, you know, and the other thing too, just think of the amount, I mean, the amount of benefit that South Korea has provided to the world economy. I mean, East Asians are extraordinarily hardworking, intelligent, and, ta and talented people, a higher average IQ than whites. Their spatial reasoning is, is 
beyond the moon. That's kind of probably how the buildings stay up, right? But um, a very talented, industrious, and and good, you know, other than the lefty tendencies of East Asians in general, a very, very good and nice uh, group of people on average. And uh, by God, if North Korea opens up, not only will there be an end to what is the largest open-air slave camp in human existence, but it will be enormously beneficial to the wealth of the world because, you know, they get wealthy, they trade, they're, I mean, my God. My God. I mean, so, I mean, and, and all of this happening, of course, when, I guess we don't need this up here forever, right? But all of, if you joined late, sorry, you joined late. But all of this is happening at a time when communism is, and, and I dare say quite rightly, and as it always has been, is going through its worst PR crisis in the history of communism. You know, this is one reason why. Uh, all of these uh, media, all of this media, are so hysterical to to make sure to to ensure that you know it's crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna go late tonight, my friends. Like, just I'll get to your questions and all of that. But I gotta I gotta tell you just how completely mental our culture is. Completely mental. My God, it is it is beyond comprehension. And I, I've literally been trying to puzzle this out for months now. Let me give you a little, little example of just how toxic and twisted the mainstream media generated culture is. I'm not talking about the sex ed shows and This Is Us and all of this garbage that, that goes on. But let me tell you what's so incredibly strange about the world that I see, the world that I've lived in over the last couple of years. Let's look at New Zealand. New Zealand was more angry about me coming than coronavirus coming. <laughs> Do you understand? Do you understand how insane that is? They literally got more hysterical and more angry and focused more rage on me coming to give a speech about free speech than the entire coronavirus coming across their shores. Now, of course, I've, coronavirus has had a lot of, um, it's had a much bigger effect on New Zealand society than, than I did, although I had a fairly big effect and people were kind of shocked to hear what was going on. But if you go and look at the mainstream media, how many of them are enraged at China? Now, you don't have to believe that China created a bioweapon. You don't have to believe that they released it intentionally. You don't have to believe any of that. All you have to do is believe what all the mainstream media is saying, what China itself has said, that they knew about this thing for a long time before they warned the world in direct contradiction to all of the signed and sworn treaties. The most solemn treaties in the world is to talk about pandemics in an age of international travel, right? So, China, all you have to do is accept what they have said. That's all you need. So China, you understand, sealed off itself from Wuhan and then let everyone in Wuhan fly internationally. They sealed China off. They created a little cyst within China. They fortressed Wuhan, didn't let anyone out, but they let people in Wuhan that they wanted to protect the rest of China from fly all over the world, 
intentionally, consciously, deliberately infecting the world with a virus that they knew was extraordinarily dangerous. So, if you accept the facts that are in evidence, the facts that are absolutely beyond question, then New Zealand, for example, should be absolutely, completely, and totally enraged at China. See, I came bringing some ideas, some arguments, some charisma, some of my significantly stellar public speaking abilities. And they were enraged at me. I got threats from ministers, uh, bomb threats, death threats, talking about me at the highest levels, trying to find ways to keep me out, got harassed at the airport on my way out. <laughs> Whew, it was quite something. Why? Just coming to give a speech. Nothing illegal in what I was talking about, nothing illegal in what I said. Just talking about facts, taking questions from the audience, and we sold out, man. It was a great tour. You should watch some of the... I've still got a video. I've got a release on that. I'll get around to it. But So I go to New Zealand, and New Zealand goes apeshit. Hysterical. Attack interviews. Hostile interviews. Attack media. Endless stories about what a hideous human being I was and how nefarious and right? Enraged at me, one guy coming into the country to give a speech about free speech. <laughs> and the media went apeshit. And the politicians went apeshit. And everyone went nuts. Well, lots of, you know, lots of wonderful people in New Zealand and love the country. I love the country. Hate the government, love the country, right? So you understand though, but you go and look at newspapers and you go look at in New Zealand and it's all of this soft piano we've got to pull together, we're facing a challenge and all of that is designed to dull your anger at a totalitarian regime that deliberately spread a virus. And again, that's not in question. There's no, that's, that's based on everything that China has admitted, everything the World Health Organization has admitted, everything that is known and incontrovertible. It's not even controversial. Everybody knows this. This is all basic facts. So here's the strange thing about this planet, my friends. And it really, like when you get your head around this, you'll realize that Alice in Wonderland is like a Richard Attenborough documentary when it comes to comparing what goes on in the world. New Zealand had infinitely greater rage at me to come and give a speech than at China for releasing a virus that has killed and will kill hundreds of thousands of people, if not more. You, you like, I really, I, I don't know how to explain this in a way that's just going to rip off this matrix for you. But this is what you need to understand. What did I, have I killed anyone? No. Have I released any dangerous pathogens? No. <laughs> no. Have I ever been arrested? No. Ever committed a crime? No. Ever been charged with a crime? No. Just coming to give a speech. <laughs> right? Just coming to give a speech. Get him. Tear him down. Wreck him. 
China releases a virus internationally, it's like, well, we, you know, we got to pull together. This is a tough time. I, th this is what, and it's not, look, it's not just, it's not, and the mayor, Phil Goff, the mayor, absolutely lying about me. Oh, he's been banned from this country. He says this, that's ah, not, that's not true. I've never been banned from anywhere. Never been banned from anywhere. Any country. <laughs> PayPal's another matter. But see, here's the thing, right? What insane planet is it? where one guy given a speech generates infinitely more rage, hostility, fear, anxiety, and outright murderousness. One guy coming to give a speech generates infinitely more anger and fear and hostility than a dictatorship which releases a virus worldwide. And again, I'm not saying it released it intentionally. I'm just saying like from the lab or, or whatever, right? Or whatever. But for sure, for sure, it knew how dangerous it was and let people fly out of Wuhan to the world. No question of that. That is absolutely like they weren't going down alone. That's a basic fact. So out, so Australia, kind of hysterical. You know, got people attacking the people who came to hear my speech. I don't want to ignore the fact that Lauren Southern is there, but she's kind of retired, so I'm, you know. But this is how literally mad all of this is. You've got people, when I'm giving a speech, trying to tip over buses and, and throwing giant car batteries at, at buses and just feral orcs in many ways, right? But they're not doing that to the Chinese embassy. <laughs> no protest there. Do you understand just how complete I come to give a speech, which was a funny speech and a challenging speech and a good speech, great speech, I think. Pushing back against Marxist inflicted guilt about indigenous populations. And they protested me to the point of outright violence. But they're not protesting the Chinese. I was told from high levels of government, get out of the country. They're not saying that to anybody who's bringing a disease in, you understand? Much more angry at me coming to give a speech than at the Chinese who government who released this virus into the world. Here in Canada, I tried to give a speech last year well, about 14 months ago uh, in Vancouver. Vancouver is on the <laughs> the West Coast. It's like, it's, it's Canada's California, right? Which means it used to be Republican and because of immigration, it's now gone socialist, right? It's, it's the left coast, right? And Vancouver is one of the biggest cities. And, you know, most immigrants come to Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, and so on. And it's not diversity because, you know, they just stay in one kind of place, right? Or three kind of places. So Vancouver... I went out there to give a speech, and they went insane out there. I was just giving a free chomp. Uh, I was just going to give a speech on free speech. That was announced. It wasn't anything particularly controversial, but it was going to be a passionate case for free speech. Bomb threats, death threats, horrible media attacks, articles, and so on. Where is the anger 
at the government that released this virus that is killing tens of thousands of people, killing people's savings, killing people's incomes, killing people's jobs, killing people's businesses, killing people's futures. Where is the anger? I try to set foot on stage to give a speech and everybody loses their minds with rage and hatred and anger and contempt, hostility, and I'm like the worst guy in the world. Never released a virus, never got anyone killed, never killed anyone, never committed a crime, never been charged with a crime. An honest, upstanding citizen who colors inside the lines of the law. This is how insane the world is, you understand. They're more angry at me than at China. They're more angry at my words than China's mounting casualties. I mean, imagine if I had come to a country and shut down the economy. Imagine if I had come to a country and intentionally released some virus that killed thousands or tens of thousands of people. Imagine I had an evil twin who did that. The evil twin comes in, shuts down the economy, poisons hundreds of thousands of people, kills tens of thousands of people. My evil twin comes in and I come in to give a speech. And who's the media bad at? They're mad at me giving the speech. They're not mad at my evil twin who does all these terrible things, gets people killed, kills economies. <laughs> we understand how insane this world is. The mainstream media is more angry at me than at China. And they're trying to dupe you in not being angry. You know, the Wikipedia page of Che Guevara is kinder than my toxic leftist brain sludge dump of a Wikipedia page, right? Now, Che Guevara murdered children. Am I a child murderer? No, <laughs> absolutely not. <sighs> they're, they're kinder to child murderers than they are to me. They're kinder to China than they are to me. I'm this close to accepting the theology of my childhood, which said Satan runs this world, and you gotta grab on to the glowing rope of God to get out of this hell pit. Now, the reasons as to why, uh, you know, we'll get into that another time. I know all the reasons why, and we'll get into that another time. But this is the madness of the world that is. China gets off virtually scot-free. But I have the full weight of the entire media pouring at me with endless molten tsunami waves of deranged hatred. Why? I'm a good guy. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I'm a good friend. I'm a, I'm a great dad. I'm a great husband. I'm a great philosopher. Well, maybe they say that's it, right? <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, I really gave things away at the end there, right? Ah! <laughs> it's just so funny. Oh, it's just so funny. And here's the thing, too. Like, I'm right. I'm right. Ah, I've been right about so much. You know, I did a show nine years ago with uh, Gordon Chang, a lawyer and a, a great guy. I did a show nine years ago. interviewed this guy about the growing danger of China. Nine years ago. 
Do you know 2000? 2014, six or seven years ago, I was on Joe Rogan's show. I'd been on Joe Rogan's show a couple of times before. We used to do shows regularly. And he was like, hey, man, I'd love to have you on every month. You're great. <laughs> it's true. Um, well, it's true that I'm great. It's not true that, of course, that he had me. So he had me come on a lot. And then and it doesn't really matter the, the bullshit estrogen politics behind the scenes. But in the last show that I did with Joe Rogan, I talked about the terrible power of genetically altered weaponry. Six years ago, so nine, ten years ago, talking about the dangers of China. Six years ago, talking about the dangers of genetically altered viruses. Never got invited back on <laughs> Joe Rogan's show after that. But I, I wouldn't have gone, but... Um, I was right about Obama. I was right about the Mueller investigation. I was right about Benghazi. I was right about this pandemic because I'd covered a bunch of other, um, uh, I covered Ebola, I covered all this other stuff. Said, oh, it's, you know, it's bad, it's dangerous, but it's not a big thing. It's not going to be a big thing. This one, boom, China's Chernobyl, January, boom, pandemic, early February, boom. It's going to be a big deal. We got to take this one very seriously. I'm right. Media's wrong about everything. Right? Media's wrong about everything. I was right about Trump. Said Trump was going to get in. The only reason that I didn't say it more openly, more confident, I didn't want overconfidence. Oh, Trump's going to get in. I don't need to vote, right? But I was right about it. I was one of the tiny sliver of people who predicted that. So I'm right. And I was right about China. I was right about the dangers of messing with viruses genetically. Write about the Mueller investigation, write about Hillary, write about Obama, write about... I was right about uh, Bashar al-Assad not using chemical weapons on his own people when he was just about to win a war, that this was all bullshit. Validated, been right about the UN. The UN was a garbage organization full of sexual predators and communists, yeah. Right about the world, held all... I was just right. It just, it's, not, it's not any particular kind of smartness, it's just having the right principles. If you live in the world of reality, it's pretty easy to catch a ball. If you live in a fantasy world of reverse gravity, you don't get anything done, right? I was right about Brexit. Well, I was right that Brexit would get through. But that's just a takeaway, man. And I, I say this, it's not about sympathy for me kind of thing, but I just, I just want to, I just want people to truly understand that this is the view that I bring to the world. And this is what you can see through what the world does with me. Governments around the world, where I have set foot with the exception of Hong Kong, Poland, and parts of America. Governments are more angry at me than China. The media is more angry at me than China. I'm so powerful. So bestride the world like a colossus or inspiringly gargantuan, according to these people, that I out eclipse in danger the largest, most toxic, most virus releasing totalitarian regime the world has ever known that has killed 
50, 60 million people? I, I, I forget at the moment, but it's a lot. It's a lot. It's that enslaves over a billion people, that removes organs from people to sell on the black market live, that imprisons the Muslim Uyghurs by the millions. I am more of a threat, you see, than China. They're more angry at me than China. Anyway, I won't flog the dead horse, but you gotta understand, it's jaw-dropping. It's jaw-dropping. <laughs> it's jaw-dropping. Ah, all right. So, uh, thank you for joining me this evening. Um, I, I had some things to get off my chest, other than, you know, I ran out of wax and needed some chest hair and dental floss. Joe Rogan works for China? No, I don't think so. All right. Um, pasty skin pandemic. We get it. You're the worst. All right. So do you guys have any, any questions? Um, this is, I mean, I got lots more stuff to say, but, you know, I've had my hour of unburdening myself. So uh, let's get on to uh, what about most major currencies literally turning into monopoly money overnight from printing money, more money while we're shut down? The value is only backed by the productivity of that nation. Well, yeah, okay. So, I mean, so here's the problem, right? So governments around the world are saying to people, and it isn't even really a paraphrase, they're saying to people very directly, very clearly, ah, you don't need to save any money. We can just, you know, you run into unexpected problems, unexpected slowdowns. You run into the general crisis of speed bumps that characterize being this side of the coffin. You don't have to save for anything. We got you. We're going to print money for you, so you never need to save again. This is the problem with bailouts. It's the moral hazard, right? I am a saver, right? Like, I'm able to say, I mean, I've still got production costs ongoing uh, with the Sunset in the Golden State. We're just finishing up the last episode, so uh, I've, got, I've got costs. I've got to get a new camera. Uh, the, the last one just it started glitching and putting in all these weird artifacts, and I spent hours this afternoon trying to fix it, couldn't get it to fix, consulted... John Detroit couldn't fix it, so I got to get a new camera. So yeah, it's just expenses, right? But um, because I save, the only thing I spend lavishly on is this show. I don't, right? I, you know, you see me getting a lot of makeup. I don't even wear makeup, right? So um, so because I save, I can say during the course of this economic crisis, listen, don't like consume my show, share my show. I appreciate that. You don't need to donate until we've got some of this in the rear view. I can do that because I've saved some money. And that's because I, I don't know, I, like I grew up poor and, and we would get the eviction notices, which are pretty bloody terrifying when you're 11 or 12 years old. Been paying my own bills since I was 15 years old. Kicked my mom out. She moved to Vancouver. And I'm a saver. I'm not quite a hoarder, but I'm definitely a saver. <laughs> and so when there's a significant dro drop in income, as there has been, I mean, I got hit hard with the PayPal last year, kicking me off the platform, and uh, um, now this. So, yeah, it's, it's tough. But I've tried to put aside some money because I'm aware that there are vicissitudes in life. There are challenges. There are unexpected. There are the unknowns, right? I got sick five or six years ago, right? Really sick. 
So you save your money. And then what happens? Well, the government takes that money and gives it to people who haven't saved a dime. Haven't saved a dime. Well, you say, ah, oh, but they see they haven't had any raises in so long. And that's why they haven't saved any money. It's like, well, yeah, but anybody with half a brain has been telling them forever why they're not able to save any money. One of the main reasons is this mass immigration driving down their wages and driving up the price of real estate and clogging up everything and everything, everything. A million plus people pouring into your country and it's higher per capita in Canada. All these people pouring into your country, man, drive up the price of everything, drive down the wages. Ah, oh, but they bring demand. Yeah, well, a lot of them on welfare. Ah, oh, but you see in Canada, they bring more demand. Yeah, I get all of that. I get all of that, but there's no time to build. Because at the same time as you people pouring into the country, you've got all these restrictions on what you can build and how you can build it, environmental studies and impacts and blah, blah, and zoning, and it's like, right? It's all, this, it's all the, a lot of mass immigration is to feed the real estate value of the boomers so that they can pretend that somehow they've done something economically productive other than enslave their children in endless debt chains. So... What's happened, of course, is that people are going to say, well, geez, I never need to, I don't need to save. So I can't pay my bills. Government's going to send me money. The government's going to make sure I don't get kicked out of my apartment. The government's going to give me free food, free health care, you name it. Screw saving. Big daddy government's going to take care of me. Okay. That's the problem. Because, you know, I saw this tweet. I said, oh, Congress has funded this. Congress has funded. No, Congress hasn't funded a goddamn thing. Congress has no money. Not only do they not have any money like everything they have is stolen, but they have no money like they're horrifically in debt. Now, Trump has not taken this stuff on, and we'll get into the where's and why's and what's about all of that another time. But I get all of that, and I'm not going to try and pretend that Trump is not a terrible profligate spender when it comes to the public purse. But, um, uh, you know, when, when somebody's currently fighting a bear, it's kind of tough to ask them in the middle of all of that what their retirement plan is. It's like, can I... Can I just not get eaten by the bear? Can I just get, not get mauled by the bear? Is, is that possible? Would that be something we could handle? Well, hopefully. So, I mean, you know, give him some slack, given that he's had every conceivable sociopath in the media, which is everyone in the media <laughs> going after him for years. And, uh, you know, people he knows, friends and, and people he's worked with, they're all getting indicted and buried under legal debts and Roger Stone... He's got less than two weeks to show up to prison. The guy's got asthma and coronavirus in prison. He says it's a death sentence. I have nothing but compassion for the guy. I think that the charges are ridiculous. Well, beyond ridiculous, right? Uh, you've got General Flynn. FBI said he didn't lie. You've got them altering reports. You've got, I mean, it's just ridiculous stuff. It's terrible stuff. So, yeah, Trump has not dealt with entitlement spending. Trump has not dealt with unfunded liabilities. I get all of that. And part of that, of course, is that people are so ridiculously uneducated. Boy, they're going to learn something about sound money and economics and interest rates over the next little while. But uh, yeah, it's terrible, terrible stuff. All right. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, somebody says, uh, you know, I'm going to pop this and pop this out, baby. Pop it out. Pop out the chat. All right, what do we got here? The truth is your Thor hammer against the politi political leftist elites. Yeah, again, you just got to just sit there. And it's not about me. It's just about the culture. I don't forget about me. It's about the culture. 
I'm hated more than China. I'm feared more than China. People are angry at me in the media more than they're angry at China. If CNN goes bankrupt, party at my place. Well, this is the thing too, right? So uh, they're covering up for all of this stuff. We need a lot of right. We need righteous indignation. Anger is a very healthy thing. I did a show many years ago called The Joy of Anger. Anger is like our immune system response to being violated, to being exploited, to being taken advantage of in an unfair and unjust and often illegal manner. Anger is what protects us. It is the immune system of the psyche. So if we're not allowed to get angry, I mean, the media is trying to turn our righteous anger into a kind of like acquired immunodeficiency syndrome where we can't fight off any viruses if we don't get angry at China, if we don't get angry at the Chinese Communist Party, if we don't get angry at this deliberate releasing of the virus into the world. It's funny because here's another thing that's kind of funny, right? Horrifyingly. I mean, funny, like really, really strange and horrifying. So many years ago, pretty early on in the start, I was asked by listeners, you know, your view of family relations and so on. And I was like, well, family relations after the children grow up should be treated as voluntary because they are. You don't have to see your parents. You don't have to see your siblings. You don't have to see your aunts and uncles. I hope that you love them and they love you and you do, but you don't have to in the same way that I hope people who are married are happily married. But if they're, if the woman is suffering from abuse or the man is suffering from abuse, uh, then you don't have to stay in abusive relationships. That's kind of what I was taught when I was growing up. You don't have to stay in abusive relationships. And so, you know, I answered that question uh, honestly and directly and morally too. This is a very truthful and factual statement because, you know, people say, hey, if you're, in a, if you're in an abusive marriage, you should leave that marriage. Now, you chose your marriage partner. You don't choose your parents. You don't choose your relatives. You don't choose your aunts or your uncles or your siblings. They're not just there. You don't choose those relationships. So if you can leave an abusive relationship that you chose, why on earth wouldn't you be able to leave an abusive relationship that you didn't choose? I mean, that's even worse. That's even worse. So um, the, the, the acronym was, it's not my acronym, it's an acronym called family of origin. So when you're talking about your family, let's say you're married and you have kids, you're talking about your family, people don't know if you're talking about your current family or your, your own parents, right, when you were a child. So use family of origin or FOO, right? And so there's divorce, which is to undo your marital vows. And then there's a defu, which is where you take a break from your family of origin because you can't find a way to have the relationship not be destructive and abusive, right? And I've always said, you know, talk to a therapist before making any of these decisions. Go and talk to your parents if it's physically safe for you to do so. Speak your mind, try and make a connection. Do it until you either break through or you break out. You can't stand it anymore. So this is all, this is all mainstream stuff. You can find the exact same advice on Dr. Phil's website. This is not anything that's come out of me, right? You know, I got a sense of just how many abusive parents there were in the world by the fact that the media, this is the first thing they kind of really went after me for, was just talking about. There was a guy who called into my call-in show, and he was talking about being in an abusive relationship with his parents, and he was an adult, and I said, he said, I can't leave. He said, I can't leave. And I said, what are you talking about? I said, you can leave. I'm not saying you should leave but it's physically possible for you to do so. You're an adult. That was it. I never told him to leave. Never told him to leave. Explicitly said I wasn't telling him to leave. I was simply reminding him of the actual fact that he could. Right? So again, you know, cult leader, all this kind of stuff. Now, so you see, apparently family separation is just so terrible. It's so terrible. Quick question. Quick question out there for everybody in internet land. 
In sanity land? In the orbit of reason land? Quick question. Which entity has caused more family separations? The Chinese Communist Party or little old me? 100 plus thousand dead? That's a lot of family separations. That's a lot of defooing right there. And the defooing I was talking about is with the aid of a therapist, after you've tried to talk things through, and, and so on, right? This is a godforsaken illness that strips parents from children, grandparents from children. Fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters from children. This CCP Hellsent Franken virus has caused violent, ugly, brutal defooing around the world for hundreds of thousands of family members. And it's going to do a lot more. So you see, if the media is so concerned with family separations, why are they more mad at me than at the Chinese Communist Party? Do you get that we live in hell. Hell is empty. All the devils are here. Stuffing the shitty little keyboards wherein they tap out their Morse code call to the dark gods they try to summon. Defooing family separation is terrible. But uh, we're going to ignore the violent, death-based defooing inflicted upon the world by the Chinese Communist Party. And we're going to talk about that guy with a podcast who says adult relations are voluntary and you don't have to stay in abusive relationships. He's the real bad guy. Chinese Communists, well, you know, they, they sent us some only somewhat infected and ineffective masks. Well, the masks are going up on us. The masks are dropping from everyone else. All right, are we heading towards hyperinflation? Well, statistically, it's going to happen sooner or later, for sure. Thoughts on the stimulus bill and its effects? Uh, I went through all of that. Somebody says, I used to think the MSM were the lapdogs of the Democrats. Now I see the MSM as the interface issuing marching orders between the rulers and their kept polls. What do you think? So, like, here's the thing, right? The rulers of the West in a variety of countries, I mentioned them before, but the rulers in the West, after Central Europe was nearly rendered uninhabitable for a century, and millions of people poisoned and killed by Chernobyl, right? By a complex piece of machinery, equipment, and a factory under communism almost melted down and wiped out significant portions of Europe. So after that, after seeing how communism handles this kind of dangerous material, radioactive material, it almost wiped out significant portions of Europe, rendering it uninhabitable for a hundred years if they hadn't 
well, had someone there willing to risk his life and defy the Soviet communist leadership. So after Chernobyl, after full knowledge of Chernobyl, what did the Western leaders do? They thought, you know, it'd be great because communism is so great at handling dangerous materials. You know, it'd be great. Let's build and loan money and train China, the Communist Party of China, in a bioweapons lab. Let's, let's do that. Let's, let's, after Chernobyl, the best thing to do, you see, is to get communists in control, not of radioactive materials, though that is the case, of course, but get communists in control of deadly pathogens. And SARS had leaked twice, twice from China's biolabs before. There have been 400 plus leaks of dangerous materials from labs all over the world. It's crazy. How long until a leftist circus court, circuit court overturns the executive order? I don't know the legality of that. But I got to tell you, I think people are going to get mad enough that I think, uh, and I don't want this, I don't want this to happen at all, but judges who don't listen to the people, well, often bad things happen to them, which is a real shame. It shouldn't happen, but it's kind of going to happen. Talk about U.S. treasuries held by China in the wake of corona. Well, um... You know, I, I said this on Twitter. If I, if I was in charge, I'd be taking money from China, not your liberties from you. So China, like China, see, the China broke their treaties. They broke their treaties and did not inform the world when they knew about it, about the human-to-human -human transmission, the long incubation period, and the high transmissibility rate of SARS-CoV-2, which causes the disease known as COVID-19, right? So they knew about this. And they had, again, written in the blood of the most essential virtue you can imagine, of the most essential responsibility you can imagine. They signed these treaties, which is why they were let into the world community. Right? It's the only, only way they got into World Trade Organization, the world community, signing these treaties. If they'd refused to sign these treaties, people would have said, hey, man, if you're going to tell us about pandemics, you can't play. You can't be an actor in the world stage. You will be like North Korea. See, North Korea, you see, they got their nukes. Dangerous stuff. Going to seal them off. Communist country, right? Now, seal off North Korea because they're really dangerous. But no, but you see, China, China signed all these contracts. You know, like the Bill of Rights is protecting everyone's freedom of assembly. Facebook isn't calling. The governor's saying, hmm, what can we do to shut down these uh, pushback against the lockdown protests? <sighs> Monstrous. So China was led into the world stage because it signed these contracts. No bioweapons, 1925 plus, and renewed in the 70s. Uh, and and you've got to tell everyone about pandemics. That's the only way we're letting you into the playground, man. So China has kicked itself out of the world community by any rational standard, right? And, and China, of course, has got to have to forfeit huge amounts of money. You know, you sign a contract, you don't pay your contract, you break your contract. And we're just talking money, not life and death like this goddamn thing. But you break your contracts, you're liable, right? You're liable. 
If your doctor tells you that you don't have a deadly disease when he knows you do, and you get really sick and you die, what happens? Well, the doctor's probably going to lose his house. You see? The doctor is going to... Now, even if that doesn't happen, you know what does happen? If the doctor lies to you and tells you you don't have a deadly disease when you do, when you die from it, your family, your wife, your kids, sue that doctor. Let's say the doctor comes over and says, hey man, you haven't paid my bill. They'd be like, are you kidding me? Your bill? Your bill? You have confessed to the world that you did not tell my husband about the deadly disease he had, which caused him to die, and you want us to pay your bill? Are you sky-high shitting on me? No, not paying the bill. So if you look at treasuries, right? So treasuries, uh, they buy the treasuries and you owe them interest and you owe them, they're all right? Got to redeem the treasuries. Well, China has inflicted a massive bill on the world. We talk about the life, just talk about the money too. Lives are more important than the money, but just talk about the money, right? Huge bill on the world. So China is the doctor who failed to diagnose you or tell you, he failed to tell you about the dangerous disease that you had, you died, your family, and then he's trying to bill your family. You know, like that old thing, they shoot you and then they bill you for the bullet, or they bill your family for the bullet. So you got to look at treasuries like it's a bill that China is trying to wave in front of the U.S. It's like, sorry. Just send back the bill saying not to be paid. Why? Because China is asshole. All right. Do you think the American people will demand hard enough for medical goods to be pulled out of China for the government or medical industry to listen? And what will China's response be? I, you know, we're all trying to rise up. We're all trying to get angry at the things that we should get angry at. But the mainstream media just keeps drugging us with this tinkly piano music and, uh, you know, we got to pull together and stupid brain-dead, useful idiot artists wobbling about how great the World Health Organization is. And, you know, how many artists out there can actually sit there and say, hell no, hell no, I'm not singing the praises of the World Health Organization. They help spread this goddamn pandemic, plus they're run by a sociopathic communist. Well, how many of them can do that? And the answer is, yeah, pretty much none, which tells you exactly who runs the music industry and why people don't, uh, where are the songs? I mean, you, you, when, when they wanted to... Um, when the leftists wanted to destroy South Africa. You know, I ain't gonna play Sun City, free Nelson Mandela, right? All these songs wobbling all over the place. Queen weren't invited to We Are the World or whatever the hell it was. Do they know it's Christmas because they played in South Africa and, you know, where's all of the protest songs about China? Because communists run the music industry, which is why all of this degenerate shit gets constantly pushed on people. All right, another couple of questions. What do we got here? Gold ends the Fed. Yeah. Yeah, punish savers, reward spenders, for sure. For sure. For sure. Corona is just a mutation of SARS-2. Mutation is a loaded word. M mutation implies zoonotic origins, right? That it just happened to evolve. You don't know. I don't know. We may never know, but there's plenty of evidence. I mean, the HIV inserts, like the guy who won, what was it, a Nobel Prize for figuring out the AIDS virus? 
basically came out and said something like, yeah, pretty, pretty likely it came from the lab, right? Eh, you know, is universal basic income coming? Kind of already here. I mean, 1200 bucks, right? Kind of already here. All right. There should be no fair. Stop hurting the bear side then. All right. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, let's get down to the bottom here. What is going on here? Have I seen Jack Ryan? What is that? Some Tom Cruise film? No, but his filming is shut down, right? I am, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for the people in Hong Kong. It's going to get nasty there, right? Thoughts on deism? Well, you can reach my book, uh, read my book Against the Gods. It's for free at um, uh, freedomain.com. Tons of books there. Have I heard of Dr. Buttar? Yes, uh, Dr. Buttar, uh, I've watched him. The Indian scientist, the Indian doctor, seem to be pretty far ahead of the curve with this kind of stuff. So, yeah, he's definitely worth looking into. Which philosopher should we study first, Steph? I mean... Plato's dialogues are a pretty good place to start. Thoughts on Eric Weinstein's unified geometry theory? I think it's got a one-up on taxicab geometry. Um, no, I mean, this all this drop bombs on China and stuff. No, 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 listen. Nuclear war has rendered uh, battles between powers uh, impossible. Now, nobody's going to go to war with China. What you need is to ostracize. You need to treat China like you treat North Korea. That's all. Nobody sitting there says, you know, it'd be great if we outsourced 80% of our manufacturing of medicines to North Korea. That would be great, right? So, see, they don't talk about North Korea being a communist state in the same way they don't talk about the Nazis being socialists, right? Because social, like Nazism versus communism is socialism, national socialism versus international socialism, right? So... Did you see the shooting in Canada? Oh, yeah, this nasty monster of a human being uh, went uh, it was like a 15-hour rampage through towns. Uh, he was um, he painted his car to look like a police car. He was wearing a pretend police uniform. 15 hours, this guy's out there shooting up and rampaging the place. And then he finally gets shot dead. I think he takes down a female cop. 15 hours this guy is rampaging around shooting people and the police have reported they haven't reported a motive to my knowledge they haven't reported um his connection with his victims other than to say some of them appear to have been chosen at random now is this going to be a christchurch moment for canada they're going to try and push for gun control but this is exactly why canadians can't give up their guns canada i think has the seventh highest per capita gun ownership in the world and largely because of demographics and some other reasons as well. Not that many school shootings, but um, not that many shootings at all. But um, they're going to try and push. Obviously, liberals are going to try and push for this. But this is exactly why you can't give up your guns. Because this demon of a human being is out there rampaging around the neighborhood, shooting people randomly. You better damn well be armed, my friends. <laughs> all right. Is Tom Hanks a Chinese asset? I have said some extraordinarily creepy things about Tom Hanks, so I don't know. All right, shall we? Um, 
Should we close it up? Yeah, 12.25. We had a nice old rant tonight, and it's been a while since I just sat down and did a live stream, but your internet daddy had a lot on his mind. Do you think our Canadian government will stop trade with China? I think the Canadian government is so ridiculously compromised by China. I don't know what they've got on Trudeau or whether they bribed him through his foundation or whatever it is. Uh, I don't know what the hell's going on, but I mean, he's just a, he's a hand puppet of China. It's absolutely ridiculous. Couldn't even get him to talk about uh, the great Martin Lee being arrested. Arrested! This wise elderly man of great gravitas and grace and learning who was largely responsible for China's constitution, arrested. Canadian government can't even summon any outrage. It's crazy. No, wait, I just got here. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I, I put out the note I was going to come do it, so. Yeah, 51-year-old. He wasn't a dentist. I think he did um, dentures. And according to people who knew him, oh, he was the nicest guy. He joked around with his wife all the time. If he'd knocked on my door, I would have invited him in. So I don't know what the story is. Was he on meds? People are going to start going off about uh, MK Ultra and stuff like that. Like, what? what is going on? I don't know. I just don't know. Trudeau's a spineless douchebag. Oh, come on. Please don't insult spineless douchebags. They're not that harmful. All right. Should I get to know my father before he dies? If you can, I think it's usually a good thing, but uh, don't, uh, don't follow him off a cliff. Like, don't, like, as I said in my videos on grieving my own father's death, like, be eager to talk with people, but don't become a stalker, right? If he genuinely won't talk to you about anything, so. You are the best at the risk of hero worship, you effing rock. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Um, I'm only as good as the audience, so you guys are absolute circles in the, uh, the greatness that may or may not be coming from all of this, right? No, I lost, your, I lost my dad in 2005. Sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for your loss as well. But my loss was 53 years. It just, my loss ended, right? You understand my loss ended when my father died. It didn't begin. All right, Bill Gates, Bill Gates, yeah, creepy stuff. Any financial advice for coronavirus? I don't want to give out financial advice, but uh, yes, I'm afraid it is. Um, has Trudeau's wife died of old age yet? You're thinking of the guy in France. Uh, could you reconsider your view on Christianity? Jay died, didn't do well defending the faith with you. Um, history shows your view is heresy, not Christianity. Could be. Did you know that the... Um, the quarter for America, the commemorative quarter is in sign with a bat. Stefan, how is your family? We are all doing very well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Tyler says, stuff like this is why I've been donating to Steph. Everyone should donate. Well, listen, I appreciate that. I'm not going to say no if you have some extra change that you found behind the couch. But, you know, keep your money. Uh, keep your money for, you know, job interviews, for toilet paper, for, uh, you know, for, for, you know, take take the money you would have donated to me and go and upgrade your skills. This is a great time to up your human capital while you're down there. And of course, there are other charities and all of that, which you can help out with as well. So people who need it, uh, I'll be okay for a little while. The wonderful news is that you've renounced white nationalism. <laughs> you go find me a place where I say that. Good Lord. And just, you know, listen, listen to people directly. Don't listen to what communists say about good people. Don't remember who said this, but Stefan, you're awesome. You're the tits. 
Well, I guess if you're a, a tit man, I suppose I would be. Otherwise, I'm the legs, the butt, the uh, who knows, right? Uh, has the media lost all credibility in coronavirus? No. I mean, the media is there to justify theft on the part of parasitical people as a whole, right? So, and that's, I mean, this rich and poor and all of that. Do you support negative income tax? I don't support any taxes at all. All right. Well, listen, guys, I really, really appreciate that about, um, it was great. Great having a nice rant and chat with you guys. And uh, don't forget, I'm still doing two call-in shows, Friday night, 7 p.m., Sundays, 11 a.m. And um, right now, you, you kind of have to go through Subscribestar, but it can be like three bucks a month. So you can go through Subscribestar, put your questions into Discord chat, where, by the way, we have great conversations. And there's, you know, it's a good way to meet people and, and chat with them both in voice and in text through the Discord chat that you get into through Subscribestar. So... Um, yeah, I hope to see you there, and uh, I love you guys so much. Uh, thank you for, as always, this incredible honor to be able to do what it is that I do, and um, I really, really appreciate that. Look at that, only 600 drop frames, and all of them while I was making this face. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, I will talk to you soon, and have a uh, fantastic evening. Well, morning now, I guess. <laughs>